passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. royalty-free rock music. Oh, yeah. I hate this type of music, not because it's bad, um, but it's like the opposite of nostalgic. It's uh, It reminds me of a bad time in my past. You know, sometimes nostalgia brings up good times in your past, and you're like, oh, when I was like a kid, or when I was like really rolling hard with the boys, and when I was like hot, whatever. That just reminds me of working at WRIF Riff in Detroit, and now I hate all rock music or anything stock rock. You know, that's basically what it is. It's like, that could be any rock band. You know what I mean? Oh, it was shitty. It was bad. Uh, Welcome to Off the Rails with Anna and Blitz, affectionately known as Blummel, since we are now uh, spouses. What? Life partners. When did that happen? Domestic partners. Oh, it happened. Well, it's because of Bubba. I don't know if you knew this. Who? Uh, Bubba set us up. And kind of, uh, I don't want to say pushed me into it. I feel like I was already leaning into it. But I kind of needed a nudge that everything was going to be okay if I took the plunge. And Mm -hmm. um, things are great. Things are really good. Things are so good, not only with my relationship, but with my life, that I feel guilty. What? I feel guilty. As the country suffers, as the world suffers between... Rising gas prices and homelessness and OD, suicides, mental health, uh, wars abroad and cultural uh, wars, domestic shootings. All this horrible shit is going on. And I'm like, I've never been better. You know, I'm that person now. it's It's like during COVID. When everyone's yeah. locked down and we can't go anywhere, they're not. They don't go to work, and we're like, well, nothing's wrong. Like we're just driving to work every day. Like as Floridians or just as us? Both. Okay. We'll see. Oh, yeah, that's right. You weren't here like when it got when it was like lockdown, lockdown. I got here about three months after that. Yeah. So like when it was like lockdown, lockdown, and like no one like the the remember the the two weeks to to stop the spread, stop the spread, that and turned no into one, two years, and no one left their house or did anything. Yeah. Like, we're still coming to work, and, like, there's nobody on the streets. Yeah. Uh, God, I was still was so nice. Yeah, when it, com- when it comes to traffic, for sure. But and cop- Cops started, sorry, 
cops were like afraid to pull you over because they didn't want to get COVID. Yeah, so you could be going 150. We like <clears throat> oh, I know. Me and Dan were talking about like literally back then you could just do what you wanted on the roads and like cops were going to stop you. Unless, yeah, unless you like were doing other than speeding. Like if you were doing something really dumb, they would pull you over, but. Yeah, even, but even then, le- maybe not. Yeah, but with less people on the road, it's just you know, it's obviously just safer because there's less sure. probability of shit happening. Yeah. Um, I was still working at the Bone. I was still going into work. There was never a day, one day that I missed because it was like the lockdown. We couldn't mm-hmm. bring in guests, and it was like really hard to get in, and you had to do all this like protocol and shit. But I was still going to work every day. But I, I remember being furloughed from. Uh, horn blasters never to return not because it was a bad job it was actually a really great job not something i would want to do the rest of my life and matt knew that he knew he knew that but you know it was something that at first took me about three months to get used to because as you know i'm not really um well versed when it comes to uh motor vehicles or anything to do with cars in general and then all of a sudden i was in this niche market of like putting you know, aftermarket horns on on trucks and shit. I was just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? At first, why would anyone want this? And then I realized the market for it was like, it's a small niche market, but among the people or the different companies that sell horns, like Horn Blasters is the number one. Yeah. So once I kind of turned it into a science project in my head and looked at it from that perspective, I really started to to flourish and fly. And I just remember every time the guys would go to SEMA and mm-hmm. I'd be, which is a week long convention in Vegas for yep. cars and shit, you know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was technical support. So all the guys were away for a week. If someone called in with a problem, it was this girl right here. And I remember so many times and I, and I actually kind of liked that when people would call in with problems and they would refer to me and, and they'd refer to tech support and get me like, and they, they would be surprised. And they'd be like, oh, no, tech support. And I'm yeah, like, like, yep. And about 98% of the time, they gave me a chance. It was very okay. rare that someone would be like, I want to talk to a man. Without you saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, often they would, a lot of times people would repeat themselves like, oh, no, tech support. I'm like, yeah, that's tech support. And then they'd, most of the time they'd go, okay. And then they would just start telling me the problem. Right. And often at times, you know, people s- tend to make similar mistakes so you hear the same shit over and over again of course well my heart just leaking air well the solenoids the valve is backwards oh it's directional yes directional valve okay goodbye boom done Mm -hmm. that was like probably 60 percent of the problems right there sure um so what am i probably not my favorite day because it was the last day but a a, a great memory i already know the story Yes, vending machine case. yes of course dude (laughs) i still have wet dreams about that like and and here's the thing. So my last day, Matt comes up to me and he goes, uh, you know, we kind of got to close up shop for a while. And I go, okay. And he goes, uh, so this is uh, this is a, like a few people in there is like, this is your last day. And he took a bunch of us back to where the vending, vending machine was. And people would buy snacks and stuff from time to time. Mm-hmm. There was probably my last day maybe... Maybe twelve people working there total. Maybe maybe fifteen. We've got a bunch of guys in the uh, in the warehouse packing that I'd like never met. Those those people had a uh, a high turnover rate, but mm-hmm. the people in the office would stick around for years and years and years. So we go to the vending machine and uh, Matt unlocks the vending machine and it has all the snacks and he goes, uh, "Just take whatever you want." And I go, oh, "Okay." And I took one thing, two thing, and he said, "Uh uh-uh. uh." 
no. He said, give me your backpack. And he just starts shoveling just everything. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you want this? You want this? And, I, and he's like, do you like Snickers? I'm like, yes. Kit Kat, yes. Like this? Yes. Milky Way? Yes, yes, yes. And I swear to God, I probably got like 30 things. Okay. And he just threw in my backpack. Now, and- at Walmart, that's a, a value of, a do- of about $4. At a vending machine, that's probably 700 bucks. Yes. And I remember I had all this shit in my backpack, and the- it was the beginning of the two weeks to stop the spread sort of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, they're saying two weeks for now, but we don't know. They're like, don't leave your fucking house. So I'm thinking, you know... I'm always so, ever since I was a little kid, I've been, I've had like, I would say fat phobia. Like I was always afraid I was going to get big or, okay. and that has a lot to do with, you know, my upbringing, a lot to do with my OCD, a lot to do with um, uh, healthy habits gone too far and then turn into unhealthy habits. You know, you can take anything too far. What you're saying is it's your dad's fault. No, it's, I don't want to say fault, but oh. it, it's both, it's both my parents. My mom was a dancer, not a stripper. Shut the fuck up. She was like a ballet dancer, jazz dancer. Oh, ballet. hmm And, um, she was always very body conscious. My dad was always very body conscious of women and made it known by, you know, certain comments he would make with people crossing the street so, similar comments to things that I say now, You, I've right. realized, you know, because sure. I am my father. Mm-hmm. And so I was always very body conscious, especially um, as an adolescent and an adult. And then I suddenly found myself in a uh, unique situation where I had a ton of candy bars and just a bunch of processed shit. And I also had the uh, unique pairing that... I wasn't going to be seeing anybody for possibly months. Okay. And I thought to myself, well, the whole reason that I'm afraid to get big or let myself go is that I'll be seen or, you know, I won't look good in my clubbing clothes or whatever the fucking bullshit reason you give ourselves. And I thought to myself, wow, I could literally gain and lose 10 pounds in a month and no one would know. Sure. Huh. I'm like, the only couple people I'm going to see is my roommate and uh, Will and Johnny. And I ain't trying to impress any of them. So who gives a fuck? Let it eat, literally. And so probably for about four days, that day, it was it was um, St. Patty's Day, I remember. March 17th. And that yep. day alone, I am not kidding you, I probably had about eight candy bars. Oh. I just went fucking crazy. I just said, you know what? I want a candy bar. I would never treat myself to a candy bar for a snack on like a random Tuesday ever. And I had one and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have another one and another one and another one. And I, I swear to God, like those videos that I like watching so much. Yes. I probably ate about eight candy bars. I felt like shit the next day mm. and then continued to eat the rest of what I had until it was gone about four days later. But after a while, I kind of I got it out of my system. I, I, I ate all the things I wanted to eat. And then after four days, I felt like I wanted to get to the point where I didn't want to eat it anymore because I feel like I've never really gotten to that point. It's always me stopping myself because I'm like, no, you've had enough. Stop. You know, you don't don't eat anymore. But I want to get to the point where I physically couldn't handle anymore and I was sickened by it. And I got to that point. It was great. I enjoyed how many, it. How many times does that happen? Uh, Once. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you've seen me like binge before. Yeah. But I still. It's like somewhat healthy stuff usually. Yeah. But even when it's not like I still have to put the kibosh on it in my head. Like I have to go, okay, we've had enough now. We're done. Yeah. But then I got to the point where I was like, this is disgusting. And I don't, it's like, it's just, I don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to get to that point finally. It took about four days of eating cookies and shit and just crackers and whatever I wanted. I just fucking ate and it was glorious. But unlike most people, you know, some people put on like, you know, 150, whatever pounds. I had four days of fun. I go, okay, we've, this is enough. No more. You're good. You celebrated the pandemic. I did. I celebrated the first four days of the pandemic. Let's go. And then I go, okay, I'm over it. Let's get back to work, people. Um, so, yeah, so that was probably, uh, I, I don't know how we got there, talking about horn blasters and whatnot, but it was great. It was great. Um, 81390Bubba, uh, I'm excited for this weekend because we got some things planned and some not things planned. Correct. And what I realized that I've been doing lately is, you know, because I told you I've been changing a lot Mm -hmm. in terms of my interests and going out and seeing people and things I used to really love to do. And I'm not blaming you. No, it's menopause. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you're dating a chick with menopause. So going through menopause. Uh Joke's on you. Or maybe joke's on me because you'll break up with me right after the show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say was dating. <laughs> right. Past tense, of course. Of course. Silly me. Um, so uh, where was I going with that? Oh, right. So I feel like I'm still thinking with my old brain that yeah. I want to do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. every weekend because I used to. I used right. to like want to go out a lot. I used to want to see a lot of people. I used to want to do all that stuff. So every weekend, it always seems good in theory that I want to go out and do stuff. But sure. then when Friday rolls around, I go, I don't want to do anything. Like, I, I actually want, I got to rest. I want to rest. Yeah. I want to sleep in. I want to do stuff. And we've all already like committed to one day of going out this weekend mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, I had another friend. And this is how fucked up it is. I reached out to my buddy, Will, that I talk about all the time. Yep. And I said, what's going on with, like, this group of, fr- like, his group of friends that mm-hmm. I used to see on a somewhat kind of regular basis? Like, I, you know, I was, like, a peripheral friend of this group. Certainly not a core friend. Sure. But a peripheral friend. And I haven't seen him in a while. And I and I asked Will, I'm like, what's going on with, uh, you know, your friends this weekend? Because they, a lot of them have houses with pools. Mm-hmm. And so I reach out and Will goes, well, let me ask. So... Then the, the friend who owns the house with the pool reaches out to me and, um, you know, he knows about you. So he's like, you know, feel free to bring Chris. And I'm yep. like, okay. And says, you know, he's having a little pool party. I say, awesome. Great. Now the pool party is tomorrow and I don't want to go. <laughs> After I was the one that inquired to Will yep. and had his friend reach out to me. And now I don't want to go. Not because I don't want to see them, but I'm like, fuck, I've been running around all week. I just kind of want to sleep the fuck in. Mm-hmm. Hit the gym, maybe, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe watch some of that show that we were talking about. The Outer Ringer, Ranger, whatever. What is it? Doesn't matter. It's called Won't Be Watching That. Well, you can watch your fucking planes and uh, this, if, okay, folks. I watch actual shows. I watch interesting stuff. Maybe even a documentary. Sometimes when I come over late at night after jujitsu. This motherfucker is listening to a guy open a clock, like, full blast. Ah, oh, if you open the clock, you move the timer. I'm just like, how the fuck is this interesting? 
So when oh, you talk gonna... about things that aren't interesting and this is boring and not for me, nothing could be more boring and mundane than the shit that you watch. I wanted to send you a link so you could play it, but we got copyright struck, so I'm not going to. But there's there's a couple of guys that I watch that you haven't seen yet. There's one. It's a Canadian guy that opens up and fixes old gear. Okay. He would put you to sleep in a second. You listen to the the worst. There's a woman by the name of Fran- Francis or some shit. Fran. Her name is Fran. And this bitch is, I Hi. don't know. I'm Fran. Welcome she, to the lab. She, this is this is how you characterize Fran. She is a weird white person. Well, okay. Yeah, this, yeah, of course she is. Old, like older, weird, older too. like a weird old nerd. Well, yeah. I don't think she wears a bra, and she's you know very flat chested like myself. And the her workspace is very disheveled. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It look to the untrained eye, at least, it looks very disheveled. It's she's she's frightening human beings. I can't help it that you're untrained. It's horrible. It's horribly boring. He'll just watch planes coming in and out, tracking them. I'm like, how is this interesting at all? I don't get it. Because it's real. That's fine. Who cares? So anyways, clearly we have some different interests. No big deal. You can go watch Franny in one room. I'll watch a Outer Ringer or whatever in the other room. But I just, I feel bad because now I feel like I'm getting to the point where I don't want to do anything anymore because I'm, I'm fucking old despite my youthful looking face. Thank you, Dr. Dan. But I'm still thinking with my old brain. I'm still thinking I want to go out and see people and do shit, which isn't nice because then, and I, I don't like being a flake. But I also don't, you know, need to force feed myself social interactions that I don't want anymore in the moment, which I think is is okay. It's okay. No one, no one needs me to be there for sure. No one needs me to be at this little pool party. There'll be plenty of people there, and I certainly won't be missed because I haven't seen these people in probably since the last uh, Memorial Day thing. I do have a distinct memory of spending Memorial Day with these people two years ago, and um, I remember the conversation was, "Wow, I can't believe." That were already remember when uh, when the pandemic hit and there were different phases. Mm-hmm. Like phase one was like twenty five percent in the restaurants and bars, no indoor seating, and then phase two was like fifty percent, no mm-hmm. indoor, whatever. And we were in probably in phase three, and I, I remember it was Memorial Day. I went to my friend's house, the f- same friend who's having the party tomorrow, and we were talking about it. And we're like, man, this is fucking great. We handled it just right. Everyone's going to get back to work, no problem. And I believe it was that day that the George Floyd thing happened, and it was the following morning that it went viral. And I remember sitting outside of my in my little patio area. I remember the next day I was watching this video, and I go, at first I thought it was fake. I'm like, is this fucking, did that guy just die? That's crazy. People are going to be really upset about this. That's what I said. I did not realize to the extent, you know, of what everything was about to happen. But I remember thinking, like, is that like I honestly thought, is that fake? That looks crazy. And then um, and then the riots happened and the people to the streets and burning down the 7-Elevens and looting the targets and all that jazz. And without masks on. Without way, masks. Or even if they did, they were paper masks pulling they down the large screen. groups, but it was OK. Yeah, and um, I remember thinking, like, this is really going to stifle our progress. Like, this is really going to be bad. And then when I watched the news, they said, oh, no, 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 it's fine if you protest because you have to undo the horrors of slavery for the last, whatever, 400 years. Mm -hmm. 
and that's okay. It's okay to to take to the streets for social justice. And I remember the same nurses that were condemning us a week before, calling us grandma killers and telling us to stay in our homes, were applauding people in New York City, like coming outside and applauding right. the protesters. And I went, "Oh, this is all a sham. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now it makes sense. Now it now it makes sense." So it was really really bizarre time in history where these two things seemed overlap so beautifully to really expose what the fuck was going on and that's and that's not me saying covid wasn't real that's just me saying like i mean you know both things can't be true right it's either you know racism obviously racism is wrong um you know this is a horribly racist country we need to take to the streets to protest simultaneously with we need to protect ourselves stay in our homes and isolate but both of these things can't be true we can't be you know uh encouraging people to protest at the same time telling them to stay home and isolate themselves because of the pandemic. Right. So it's just really beautiful to see these two things overlap and to see, you know, one person who was maybe on the left or one person that was on the right just have, uh, there was a lot of cognitive dissonance is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of hypocrisy. And it was really just kind of in a weird way, beautiful to see that unfold and you go, Oh, so they all think we're fucking ours. And that we're just going to listen to whatever they say and that the same people that were hiding in their house, uh, a home afraid of COVID, somehow miraculously are not afraid of COVID anymore and are congregating in the thousands. But they have a paper mask on, even though they're sweating and pulling it down and it spits everywhere. It doesn't right. it doesn't matter. We're all safe. And, you know, this is this is this is worth the risk of getting whatever the mm-hmm. justification was. <clears throat> and then that's when I. I was already on the road to getting red pill, but that was really like, oh, there's some shit going down right now. Mm-hmm. I went hard red, not Republican red, but red pilled. You know sure. where you? It's a Matrix reference, folks. Eight one three ninety Bubba. So there's more shit going down. Obviously, as we all know, I feel like COVID is passed. Now World War Three or the precipice of which is kind of entered, and even that's kind of getting phased out because we've been experiencing a lot of uh, shootings. Mm-hmm. recently which is um problematic i would say i would say it's problematic there's a lot of violence in um other countries as well uh, apparently a lot of americans don't seem to look at other countries and what they're dealing with and they also think that there's just a perfect equivalence between different countries and governments and well it worked for a why can't it work for b right it's like well you realize that Different bodies are different. I feel like, you know, body positivity, maybe something that one diet that works for one person may not work for another. We're all willing to admit that. But somehow when it comes to countries which have different histories, different cultures, different uh, branches, different types of uh, makeups and parliaments and congresses, somehow there's a perfect equivalence of if it works in country A, it will invariably work in country b and that's just not nope the case and a lot of people don't realize that well worked in australia okay but the i mean people still kill each other with cars and shit Mm -hmm. there's still stabbings you know where there's a will there's a way and you have to understand america is a bit unique because we've had the second amendment since the birth of this nation this great nation and so there's uh, a lot of guns in circulation blitz can if you were to ballpark the amount of guns from handguns to ARs and AKs and whatever the fuck. If you were to ballpark the amount of guns in circulation in this country, probably how many would you? 50 to 60,000. 
That's it? Yeah. Well, I was owner. Oh. Right. I mean, millions. Million. Right, millions. Yeah, yeah, millions. I mean, like like many, many, many millions. Right. So um, you can't do like a buyback. A lot of people don't want to give up their guns. No. As um, long as, I mean, I, I will not give up my guns until you can guarantee me the criminals won't have them. Right, right. And I feel like since the criminals aren't really um, playing by the rules... What? I doubt that they will probably be willing to uh, volunteer and give up their guns of their own volition. I feel like that's probably not going to happen. So when you have that information, you just screaming about, you know, this, that, and the other and getting rid of guns, that's just, you're just wasting your breath. So like I said before, and I know we were throwing around different um, ideas about I hate using the word solutions. I, I saw it on Newsmax this morning. They were talking about uh, gun solutions. It's it it gives you the it gives you false hope when you phrase it like that. I think right. There's all kinds of solutions. There's long rifles, shotguns, handguns. Right. Like, yeah. But all jokes aside, I don't think oh, that you can I wasn't say joking. that. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't think that you can really. Um, there is no solution to violence. You know, there are just ways to mitigate it, to to make it less prevalent, mm-hmm. to incentivize people against it, whatever the case may be. But you're never going to get rid of violence. You're never going to nope. get rid of poverty. You're never going to get rid of homelessness. It's just not going to happen. So how do you how do you make the situation better? So I don't know if 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 that's something you want to call a solution, but a solution makes it seem like it's uh, the problem has been solved. Right. And this problem will never be solved, unfortunately. It doesn't matter what you do. It'll never be solved. Right, right. So then you have to kind of look at it the other way. All right, so how do we attack it from the front end in terms of what's causing it? Mm-hmm. All right, you could say mental health or, you know, shit like that. And I was I was uh, reading an article yesterday about the guy, uh, Salvador Ramos's father, who is also named Salvador Ramos. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Getting a little excerpt from him about his son, and he thought his son was a good kid and everything, but then, you know, it says, oh, my son wasn't talking to me for a few months because he said I was a bad dad and I didn't love him, and I never saw him, and it's because of the pandemic, and I couldn't see him. I wish he would have killed me. Exactly. Uh, We didn't have any money um, because I'm drunk, and uh, apparently he was working, but who knows. Yeah. And that my kid had to wear the same clothes every day and people made fun of him for wearing the same clothes. And that's why he fucking killed 21 people. It's like, you know how many times people get made fun of every fucking day and and they're fine. Mm -hmm. It actually it's actually good to get ribbed a little bit when you're a kid, I think, because it builds character. I I like how he says he was a good father and then like lists all his things that he was a fucked up father about. I just imagine him being like drunk on the porch and they're like, do you know what your son did? He's like, like just waking up from a nap. Yeah. So <clears throat> you can look at it from that end. Obviously, we got to kind of catch people before they turn into the killers. And then you also have to deal with the situation at hand and go, well, how do we protect ourselves mm-hmm. with the people who are already out there and they got issues? And you also mentioned some or no, maybe it was well, I can't remember but how the pandemic really set people off. And I don't think it was people that were fine from the get. I think it's people that were on the precipice of being crazy as they were, and then the pandemic and being isolated and having too much time on their hands really set them over the edge, and they ended up doing something really fucking heinous and mm-hmm. stupid, which may have been the case with this uh, Salvador Ramos guy, I'm trying to learn as much as I can about him. But, you know, you got to think about the um, 
like the amount of anger and hate he had in his heart for like humankind is is disturbing you so, know it, to be able to, to like be so angry that you want to kill kids shoot random kids like fuck like, like that's a dangerous human being it's bad to say hey look i'm gonna shoot you because of like you know you made fun of me yes but at least like that makes sense you go that adds up yeah you're like okay the guy made fun of him he you know went, wanted went crazy and got revenge like that's not right but like it makes sense no it adds up but like to be like hey i'm angry because kids in my school making fun of me, so I'm going to go to a random elementary school and shoot kids? Is insane. Now, I don't know what the situation was with his grandma. He ended up shooting his grandma in the face. Again, right? maybe that makes sense. Maybe grandma wasn't too nice. I don't know. I'm so not she ma- was shot in the face as she ran outside asking for help? And called the police. Well, yeah, she talked to a neighbor because, like, a neighbor ran over and she's like, "Oh, he—that's what this is. What he did? He just shot I heard me." She called the police, but maybe, you know, maybe she did both. But yeah. uh, that's that's pretty crazy that she. I don't know in the where in the face she was shot. Just I feel like there's not many areas you can kind of get away with getting shot in the mm-hmm. face and then like do stuff. Well, people need to remember too, like the the whole uh, movie thing of like guys running around and shooting another person and like the one bullet makes them fly back and lay on the ground. They're dead. That that very rarely happens. Yeah, but when you think face, like, yeah, but any, like, like if I get shot here, I'm probably not running out of the house unless you get shot here, right? Or here, or, or it's grazed I, here. I or actually, here. I I know somebody who it's their wife uh, tried to commit suicide, put a gun to her temple, shot, and like went through went through her brain, temple, and all that, and she lived, and she's I think still alive. I don't have to talk. Can't to her do about anything that. right. I know. Well, she's like, needless to say, she's a little more messed up now. Great. But that blind Buffalo Bill guy that calls did the same thing. Holy so, shit. Yeah, he a, went three ninety. Point, point blank. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, you're right. Uh, I mean, was she like, uh, maybe you don't know the details, but. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she was like brought back to life after some surgery or whatnot. But anyways, this guy uh, shoots his grandma on the face. Um, and apparently he made three Facebook posts during this whole ordeal. Number one was I'm I'm gonna shoot my grandma in the face. Now again, it's it's hard to get to you within minutes if you post something on Facebook. I imagine, right? So he wrote, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot grandma in the face," <clears throat> and then he uh, and then he shot his grandma in the face. Then takes it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting that he he then shoots grandma in the face, goes back on Facebook and goes, "I just shot my grandma in the face." Oh, update. Update. And then um, it's funny that a kid that age would use Facebook. Right. That is also a red flag. Yes. Why is he not on Snapchat? Right. Why is he not on why is or he at not least TikTok? Like Instagram or TikTok? Yeah. Right. Why is he on Facebook? That's a problem. Thank mm-hmm. you, Bliss, for bringing that up. Yes. Then he takes uh, uh, to Facebook for the second post and said, I just shot my grandma on the face. And then I guess a few minutes later says on uh, Facebook, post number three, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. And then proceeds to get in his, uh, I believe it was his grandma's vehicle, the truck. And goes to the nearby elementary school, crashes his truck into a ditch, and then enters um, the elementary school that was, uh, what do you call it? There was, like, no locks on the doors, whatever. Just, it was unlocked. Yeah, unlocked. Gets in there, and uh, there's just a massacre. Now, the big news today and yesterday, actually. <clears throat> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about it today. Like, at all. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like the biggest news story out. Is the fact that there was a massive delay uh, mm-hmm. with the the police and law enforcement entering the school. Mm-hmm. 
at first they said it was like a few minutes and then two days ago it was 40 minutes. And I'm like, that's crazy. And now I'm hearing it was over an hour. Yeah, now they're saying it's an hour. It was an hour. Over From, an hour. Yeah. Over an hour. And I, I saw the timestamps. They said 1128 is when he crashed his his truck. And 12 minutes later he entered the school. And then at 1258 he was killed. So there's like 90 minutes of shit, probably an hour and 15 minutes where he was actually in the school. Yeah. And we're all seeing these horrifying videos of parents screaming and just pleading with law enforcement who have a weapons lot of guns on them. and they're just standing there. They're refusing to go in. Now, I was kind of thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, what could be the reason for it? Is it a we don't. We don't want to do something that's going to make us look bad because we've been shit on as police officers for the last two years for being too violent and being gun happy, trigger happy. That if we go in there and we start killing people that we're going to get blamed and it's like kind of more of a stand down sort of defund the police sort of thing where we're like, oh, police shouldn't have guns. They shouldn't be armed because they're all pigs. Is it kind of is it that sort of reasoning where they're just told to not do anything? Is it the fact that. You know, unfortunately, and we were kind of talking about this yesterday, that, you know, they don't want to risk their own lives, mm-hmm. especially if it's not their, them or their kids that are in danger. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Is it the, a higher up that told them not to do it? Is it uh, who knows? Right. I, I don't really know. And it seems like there's there's an ongoing investigation. Well, they're it, having a big press conference at noon today. They, they keep oh, showing okay. on here that the police are going to give an update because... Of why it took so long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard to determine and it's really hard to determine with videos. Uh, Sadly enough, that's not enough evidence because you're only getting a minute or two. What happened before Mm -hmm. was did were people going in from the other direction and they were getting shot up and they said, we can't right now or whatever. Right. There's too many moving parts. It's It would be nice. I wish I could live in a world where I could just believe whatever I saw. But unfortunately now with people doctoring videos or doctoring them by omitting parts of them, which right. is just as bad. It absolutely is. Especially if they do it on purpose. Yes. It's it's hard to know exactly what's, what's going on and why. So um, I guess there's yet to be... Um, more details revealed about Mm -hmm. what's going on and why it took over an hour for law enforcement to enter the school. And I just, it's horrifying. I mean, I saw pictures yesterday of like, there was this girl who was like on the honor roll and her parents were at the school that morning and taking pictures with her because she got like an award for being a straight A student. They said, okay, we'll see you, you know, after school. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, two hours later, they're getting called to the scene and they are told that their daughter is dead. I mean, it's just absolutely horrifying, horrifying shit. Yeah, really, really sad. So, and, you know, uh, it it doesn't take long for people to start politicizing this sort of thing. I wanted to talk about the Beto O'Rourke thing mm-hmm. where he approached Governor Abbott during a meeting about, and it was just a press conference about what happened and he started yelling at him about political stuff. Which, the sheriff came up. Yeah. The sheriff yeah he's like, you're back. a son of a bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you're a sick son of a bitch is what he said. Right, right. And it's one of those things where it's like disgusting that they're po- politicizing it, but also like what else are you supposed to do if you think that that's the, exactly. the, the solution? I, 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 you get, know? It. Like, I get it. If, if you think that the solution is no guns and something happens with a gun, 
Of course, you're going to be like, this is why we don't want guns. Like, right. that's what they think. This Now, it's it's annoying when it comes from politicians because they're sleazy bags of shit. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's like I also kind of get it. Is that weird? Where I'm like, no, of, course. of course, you'd politicize it. You think that you know the solution. Mm-hmm. Or you'd call for more guns or whatever. You, This is why we X or this is why yeah. we Y. Or so I kind of get it. But we'll see a press conference. You said it will be at noon. That's what they're saying. I kind of want to tune in for that to see what they say, because that's really fucking bizarre that it took an hour to go in while this guy just shot up a classroom. And there was actually a kid that survived. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was mostly just, I think, one or well, guess, two classrooms. Yeah. And I guess they were like using bodies, like they were piling bodies up on the other people that were still yeah. alive. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and the intuition to have this, like, as a 10 year old kid is insane. Mm-hmm. But some of, I think there was a girl who, like, took the blood of a classmate, put it on her face, and pretended she was dead, mm-hmm. which, again, it seems to be obvious for an adult but i'm thinking like as a 10 or 9 or 10 year old kid to have that intuition Mm -hmm. clearly you didn't train for this so to think like if i just pretend i'm dead i don't know and to take blood and be like you know yeah and just really really horrifying stories about the police coming in and saying yell help if you need help and then uh, i think a little girl did and the shooter was just like like fuck you and shot Mm -hmm. her and Mm -hmm. she died so it's just Really, really sad stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't believe in thoughts and prayers. I right. believe in, you know, money and policy. But again, it seems like that's not going to be going. It's just, it's really fucking sad. And I don't know if you heard about this, but this is like some trippy shit. So it was 19 kids and two faculty members, two adult, mm-hmm. two uh, teachers. One of the women that died, um, her husband had... A fatal heart attack. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium Premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com mobile for details getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking what's your secret begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door treatment costs thousands less than braces plus they offer flexible financing 
accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Yesterday, so two days after the shooting, and mm. he died, and they had four kids. Oh. So the, ki- so the kids had a mom and dad on Tuesday morning, and by Thursday, they lost both parents. Oh. Can you, f- I mean, I, I was watching like, usually CBS News doesn't get me because they're just, they over sensationalize everything. Mm-hmm. But when they told that story, I was like, oh my, what the fuck? Like, right. this is just four kids. And they were like high school sweethearts. They're probably like from the area. But I guess the guy, you know, the, the man had a, a congenital heart condition already. And then he, f- he found out his wife was murdered. Mm hmm. And the stress of it induced a heart attack and he died. It's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. 81390 Bubba. So um, that's what's going on in the world in case you wanted to catch up. So I kind of also understand why people are so into this Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Now you know why I watch Fran Labs. <laughs> to just get away from it. This is why I watch ice cream videos and people cracking each other out. By the way, we will be having chiropractor joseph cipriano coming in on tuesday so it's going to be our first day back and we're going to get cracked out which i'm really excited about Mm -hmm. and this guy is probably if not the most famous chiropractor on the internet very close to it he's got over two million followers um and it's so crazy because i've been watching his videos for years having no idea that he was local in tampa right farm john's island 1999 Woo! Super chat. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brett Farm. So we're going to have him. And you've never gone to a chiropractor before. I have not. Neither have I. Um, I've had my um, reservations about the practice in and of itself. But I also see the amount of relief it gets from people I see on the internet and also like my friends I go. I agree. So I'm like, well, fuck it. You know? If I'm if I'm gonna go paralyzed, at least it's we're gonna get a good YouTube video yeah. out of it. So and plus, like the one thing is you've seen him do this a bunch, and they've all lived the ones you've seen. So and it's like been better going out than coming right. in. I, I look, I still don't think long term it's gonna do a whole lot of good. No, but that's okay. That's okay. It's gonna be fun, and I know that you often complain about not being able to get certain areas. Um, full range of motion and stuff like that. Yeah, I, and I can't like crack. I feel like I always have to crack my back, and I like rarely can. He rarely can, and um, you crack my back all the time. But yeah, unfortunately, and you don't even try to do mine. Well, unfortunately, because of the size difference, it's just a little bit hard to get on a, a, a man who's what two twenty five, six four. It's mm-hmm. just not really in my my wheelhouse. I almost I almost died yesterday just practicing. Uh, the jujitsu with a man who was not nearly as tall as you, um, a, a little bit fatter than you, and he was going to make me tap just by act- like sitting on me mid-move. <laughs> like it was an arm bar, but you kind of have to like put the weight on yeah, the person yeah. on their chest. 
And I was like tapping just by him sitting on me. He's like, oh, I got the arm bar. I'm like, no. Oh, it doesn't you matter. Just, I can't breathe. You sat on me, bro. And I was like, it's it was the weight. Like I could feel, like especially as a, a smaller chested person and a smaller person in general, like I can really feel if, if there's like a heavy weight on my chest, like I can feel my ribs bend. And there was a lot of rib bending, and I'm like, I don't want this to turn into any rib breaking, so please, sir, get the fuck off of me. But yesterday was a great class. If you are in the Tampa Bay area, definitely check out uh, Gracie Tampa South, Matt Arroyo's gym. It's fucking awesome. It's a really cool community of people. And, and that's just jujitsu in general. Yeah, and Anna's there seven days a week now. Seven days a week. No, I I, I can only do probably like three to four otherwise my body just starts to break down it's like really uh it's hard on the body when you hit a certain age and the eggs start dying and the and the skin starts bruising very easily but it is a lot of fun and um if i were to give anybody advice about starting obviously pull the trigger and do it but also like you have to suspend yourself from divorce yourself from your ego which is almost impossible but don't go in there with any expectations of like, oh, I'm a fit person. I'm going to be badass that this is going to be great because you're going to get your ass whooped and you're going to get your ass whooped by people who are smaller than you mm-hmm. and thinner than you and younger than you or older than you or whatever the case may be. And they're going to throw you around like a fucking ragdoll and it's going to be embarrassing. They're going to use your own arm to choke you out and it's going to be in publicly and people are going to see it and you have to tap and... uh Sometimes you don't feel too good about yourself, especially when you keep getting caught in the same shit time after time, like me. But, um, you know, when you do get those small wins, they, like, mean so much. And it, I feel like it's such a good practice because it really takes it back. And Matt's given speeches about this before. Takes us back to the, um, the, the pre-participation trophy days, you know? That seems to be the, um, the standard now. For people who, you know, want to feel included. They want to feel like my kid is doing great. Everybody's equal, this, that, and the other. Matt doesn't run a studio like that or his gym like that. You have to earn your stripes. You have to earn your belts. And just because you started and you've been doing it for a year or two or three or four, it doesn't mean you are guaranteed anything. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work and you have to you have to get good. Like, you're, it's not just, oh, you spent X amount of time. It's like, all right, if you know that you you know, aren't as good as the next person and you're not as coordinated or whatever the case may be, not as flexible, that you're going to have to put in the extra work to match the whatever, the standard that they have in the studio to get your blue belt, purple belt, whatever. So that was really cool. He's like, I don't give a, like Matt was like, I don't give a fuck about the um, the outside world political correctness. He goes, in this in this gym, like we earn our shit. You know, mm-hmm. we, we earn it here. Um, just because you come to class doesn't mean you're going to get anything. He's like, you got to gotta put the work in. You got to get good. Otherwise, we're not, he's like, I'm never going to give you a blue belt or purple belt or brown or black belt if I don't think that you deserve it or earned it or you're not good enough. He's like, sorry. He's like, what would be worse? <laughs> like, He's like, how embarrassing would it be for you if, if I just gave you a blue belt and then you're getting your ass whooped by a bunch of white belts? Like, He's like, I don't want to put you in that situation. He's like, no one wins in that situation except the white belts. It's like, that would be embarrassing. So it's it's nice to kind of go back to that it, it shouldn't even be called old school way of doing things, but, you know, um, er, er, earning things. I, I feel like that's like old school now. Er, earning your way, getting good through um, trial and error and hard work and time. That's re- this not get crazy. I know. It, it, it seems it seems crazy, but it it is nice. And it's it. I think it's 
it attracts a certain type of person, this um, uh, jujitsu especially, or, or any martial art or any sport, but I feel like especially jujitsu because the um, the time frame to get good is so long. Like in order to become like really good in the sport, you have to put in at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. So because it's such a long time frame, everybody there is is cool or understands the idea of delayed gratification. <clears throat> like you're not going to be a black belt in a month sort of a deal. Um, you can't shotgun your way to the top. And everybody is understanding that they have to put their ego down or aside in order to learn new things. Cause you're just never going to learn unless you go, okay, I don't know how to do this. Please help me. Mm-hmm. So when you come into the gym or any place with that sort of mindset, I feel like you're really going to attract a a different variety of person, someone who has like a growth mindset, someone who wants to learn new things, someone who doesn't just think that they're right or the best all the time. I can't tell you how humble people are in there, even if it's fake. Right. I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Like I'll I'll go up to someone who's like a purple belt and I'm like, maybe I don't know because they're not wearing a gi. And I'm like, oh, like, what's your belt? And they're like... I'm a, I'm a, a lot of times I'll go, I'm a sorry excuse for a purple belt or mm. something like that. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. But they do, it's like this very humbled, no, I've, ne- I have not yet met one person that's like, I'm a fucking badass bitch. Right. You know, even Matt Arroyo comes in and he's like, oh, that girl, Aaron Harp, she could whip my ass. And she's a chick and she's like 40 pounds lighter than me, but she's so good that, you know, she could take my back or something. It's just such a humbling experience. So if you want to try something new, uh, it doesn't matter. I, there's people in my classes that are 17. There's people in my classes that are 62. Right. And not that 62, but the oh, age 62. Him. No, I've seen him. They're 62. So, anyways, it's really cool. Um, wow, I've been rambling for quite some time, so we'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Perfect. Oh, actually, I'm going to change the song. Stand by. Oh, no. What's your name? Little girl.
coming when he comes in. I think he's on an important phone call right now, but that's no problem. Welcome back to Off the Rails with Anna and Blitz, who will be shortly back with us. Uh, the number to dial is 813-90-BUBBA if you'd like to join us. It is the start, the kickoff to summer, Memorial Day weekend. I'm excited for it, although now I feel like in my more uh, advanced age, Memorial Day used to always just be about uh, sales and summer. You know, I never really used to associate what it actually is during the uh, the time. It was it was usually when I would go to a, a music festival and take ecstasy or Molly or whatever or both or who knows. Hello, sorry, I didn't I didn't know how long I'm gonna be on the call, so I just no, you're good. I just I had to call on me for yeah, a little bit. You're good. Um, so now it seems to be the fact that I'm a little bit more aware of Memorial Day. I've I always knew what it was, but you just go Memorial Day, J.C. Penny sales. Like that's what I as a kid remember doing the cookouts with parents and family. I don't come from a an American military home, um, mm. so there was no sort of... Well, actually, that's kind of a fucking lie. I just lied. I forgot my grandma was a nurse in World War II. My grandfather was in the Air Force. But Did, you, did your dad serve? Not in the American Army. He was in... <laughs> again, I said Amer- I, I oh, specified okay. American uh, military. Okay. Okay. But my, my father was a in the South African army because there was a draft. There was, I don't even know if there was a draft. There was just conscription. Like you had to Mm -hmm. enter the military when you were 18. And so my dad was sent into war in Angola, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he saw some heinous shit that, you know what? He never talked about. Never. He wrote a book about it. I think it was in, he plugged it when he came on the show. It was probably about a decade ago. And he wrote about some of his experiences. And I think while reading that book was the first time that I learned about some of his experiences. <clears throat> I don't think my dad has PTSD or anything like that. I think he's seen a couple dead bodies. I don't know if that freaks everybody out the same way that maybe it would freak me out. But it was like, it was it was weird. I think it was also kind of like, I don't want to say they're Vietnam, but I think they were also trying to stifle communism like stamp out communism and that's why they were going to some countries in Angola and Mm -hmm. and trying to I I honestly don't really know what they were doing there you think I would fucking know or at least investigate which is something I will do this weekend um but yeah so my dad did that and then he moved to Israel and joined the army there and that is also another country where you turn 18 you got to go into the military and I've said this before but a a, a 22 year old American uh, person and a 22 year old Israeli person are on completely different fucking planets because when I was traveling in Thailand there were heaps of Israelis everywhere because after they get out of the military they go on sabbatical for sometimes more than a year and they go off to India or Southeast Asia they just want to go explore and see shit and I remember meeting a guy named Kafir and he was a 22 year old uh, veteran sniper and I'm like, what? Like, my brain couldn't even process that. What was that. his name? Kafir. How do you spell it? C-F-I-R. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and um, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. <clears throat> I was going to say, if it's K-A-F-I-R, that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Kafir, but I was like, Kafir. wow, he's an infidel? No, no, no. He was Israeli, like, had sandy brown hair and blue eyes. <clears throat> and I remember meeting him and... 
he's like, well, you know, what do you do? Or like, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I just got out of school. Like I mm-hmm. bartended. I was in uh, Australia for a year. It was like super fun. Like I did a lot of stuff. I like went to Melbourne, went to like New Zealand. It's like super cool. I'm like, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I just got out of the uh, the army. I'm like, oh, yeah, what would you do there? And he's like, I was a sniper. And I'm like, what? Come again? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, me, I don't want to say asking dumb but obvious questions, but I wanted him to tell me. I'm like, have you? So you've, like, seen did someone in the Did you use a gun? I did ask that. No, I didn't. Of course, I knew that much. But... I'd be like, so you'd see someone like in the distance and then you'd shoot them and they'd fall dead? He's like, yeah, that was my job. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that? Fuck no. Oh. No way. Now, again, you know, he's also protecting his country. It's not like sure. he's doing this to random civilians. Right. It's people that are trying to do the same thing to him. But nevertheless, I mean, that's some heavy shit to deal with. As a young person, and me and my, I'm still thinking I'm a, um, a, a grown infant, and he is this veteran man who went to war, and basically lives in a, a constant state and fear of war in Israel, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the vibe. You know, it's you're living in a community that doesn't want you there. You are surrounded by countries that don't think you have the right to exist, right? And that's where you grow up and like play yeah, and I mean, you're you know, forced sports. upon them. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so just a completely different outlook and maturity level. Uh, and I'm not saying one is better than the other, you right. know. I-, I think it's maybe not the best to have experienced death and destruction. Forget about at 18, but at any age. Like the fact that I'll never have to go through that, you know, hopefully, is the f- not death and destruction. Obviously that happens, but going to war, not every American yeah. experiences that. You know, it's probably better for your mental health that you're kind of shielded Mm -hmm. from certain things. And that's, you know, I have a massive respect for people who go into the fire, of course. Yeah. But I'm also, the risk that you run, obviously, is your life. And also the fact that you aren't going to be the same person when you return. That's just a fact of life. And I can't remember what sort of, um, maybe it was that 9-11 series we were watching, but... I remember somewhere, some guy who went to Afghanistan, like his superior told him on the way back home, he goes, now this is like the hardest part is going home. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I I can't wait to go home. I can't wait to be with my family. He goes, no, this is actually the hardest part. Trying to get back into civilian life after you've seen so much shit and then try to relate to your family again or your friends or people just all, hey, how's it going? You're just like, you know, still shook up from mm-hmm. all of the horrible things you had to see overseas. So um interesting stuff. Not sure how we got there. 81390 Bubba. <clears throat> oh yeah, Memorial Day. So despite all that, um it's it's nice to have a three day weekend and when we return it will be uh pretty much June, which is frightening that the time is just slipping mm-hmm. away, but that's okay. Yeah. Do you feel like time is going faster now? Because people say, oh, you know, since the pandemic, it's just going faster. But I feel like even before that, yeah, it just kind of accelerates. The older you get, the faster it goes. It does. Right? And that makes sense because, well, sure. like, when you were a kid and you only had seven years under your belt, a summer was an eternity. Of course it was. You're just like, summer? Like, oh my, we're going to be different Wait, people at the end of that. You mean I got to wait five minutes that's like a lifetime i know right 
But then when you're, you know, our age or older, it's it just seems to slip between mm-hmm. your fingers. Like, New Year's Eve felt like not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But it was almost half a year ago. So that's pretty fucking crazy. But it is what it is. I definitely think I may have overplanned this weekend, which I mentioned before. And there is something that I, like, kind of want to talk about, but I can't. I can't do it. No. But it would be great. And you guys fucking love it. But I can't I can't do it because I I'm trying to um live a more noble life and I'm also trying to um be more compassionate to people who who did not choose this life in radio. I chose this life in radio and the people around me did not. So when they start doing stuff that I want to talk about even though they've explicitly told me not to talk about it, your urge is you really want to talk about it. And I kind of get why Bubba gets in so much trouble because you almost can't help yourself. <laughs> like I was in that chair. You're just like, I want to fucking say it. But you can't because that's not nice. And you assholes listening would never just let it lie. You would never just, you know, take the information and carry on with your day. You'd reach out to people. You'd find people on the internet. Yeah. You'd ruin my fucking life. You know? Yeah, so I can't talk about certain fucking things. fucking reach-routers. Yeah, I know. I know. I know the deal with you guys and how you operate. Especially some of you. Yeah. Especially some of you. <laughs> that I wish I could name. <laughs> that I wish I could name, too. But I can't. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here, gritting my teeth, trying to be a better person, and it's fucking the worst. I hate being a better person. <laughs> sucks i wish i didn't give a fuck about any of you guys and i could just say what i want to say and i wouldn't even care if you guys reached out to whoever it doesn't matter but i but i can't do it because it's fun in the moment but then you have to deal with the rest of your life and then i don't want to deal with all these people and the fucking backlash and everything okay fine it's big red it is big red yeah it's it's all your fault big red red at all we look forward to seeing you on sunday yes and which is why I'm also maybe canceling my plans on Saturday because it just you know one barbecue is enough. Can we can we tell uh, uh, what I told you to tell Big Red though? What did you tell me to tell Big, Big about Red? Sunday? I don't remember what. How him not do something? Blitz. What? You're such a fucking asshole. What? <laughs> what? Big Red. Blitz wanted me to tell you not to burn the fucking ribs again. That's what he said. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Poor guy. Do you know what he does for us? I know he does. I love Big Red. You do so much for us. You do so much for us. And I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that realizes it. Oh, he so he knows. He said, don't don't burn the food. He knows. I know. See, he I knows. know. He knows. He knows. That's not that's not what I was referring to. And it sucks too to. because that like that feeling is so bad. Like they are perfect twenties for that, and like it just gets away from you, and then yeah. and everyone just and then you never live it down. Yeah, and you spend all the money. That, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're the man, Big Red. You are. And we, we're excited to see you. <clears throat> but, yes, I'm I'm trying to be more cognizant. Mm-hmm. Not even cognizant and not even aware, just being a better person. Like, I was aware before, but I sometimes, you know, you just don't care and you just let it fly, as I say. So I, I'm not going to let it fly. I'm going to try to be mindful of the fact that, you know, some people don't want their... It's not even dirty laundry. It's just their private lives out on the uh, on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it it's difficult because they they it's just so juicy. And I want to share the juiciness with you guys, but I can't. So that's all I can say about that. That's all I can say about that. Let's take a phone call. 
I just had to let that out. Hello, who's this? Hey, Anna, it's Cam. I've called, I think, a couple of times and talked to you on Blitz. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, from Charleston. Right. I've got a funny, cute, very cute story to tell you on Blitz. Oh, okay, so go daughter, ahead. My daughter is um, almost 10, nine and a half. She has Asperger's. She's almost like Elon Musk. I mean, she's exactly like Elon Musk. Like, it, it's like a blitz head that, that they do the numbers in the head, but socially she So she's laughs, like good at math? Right? She is like, no, well, she'll ask you, for example, she'll, she'll come example. up with the answer. But exactly like Elon, I mean, it, she is amazing, right, with math. Like, she'll say, when, Anna, when was your dad born? And she doesn't want you to tell her anything because she wants to figure out the numbers, how old he is, right? Okay, she's so amazing, she is good at math. Okay. She, she's good at everything. Except everything. She's just all over person. the board. Okay, go ahead. But, but, but she lacks social, you know, with right. social with the kids, mm-hmm. like a nine-year-old. Yeah. And um, anyway, long story short, I was listening to um, the after show with Bubba a couple of days on one sofa. She was on the other sofa. And it was the whole thing about this, um, the guy with the girl and the preacher, the pre- you know, right. the whole thing with the preacher. The Warsaw, Indiana the- caper. Right, 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 right. And so the husband, she was on her Nintendo Switch. And that's just her. You don't think she's paying attention, which I'll have, you know, when I'm listening to you guys in the morning, mm. when I'm driving her to school, you know, I'll turn it down if I hear, like, language or mm-hmm. something. That I, you know, I'll turn it mm-hmm. down. But she's so sharp. And so when y'all were talking about, uh, or when Bubba was talking about this guy and he threw the ring, remember? Mm-hmm. And he was so upset. And, I, you know, I talked to myself. I don't know if you did this, but I talked to myself. I'm like, I started laughing because I'm huge, you know, Blitz and Anna fans. So I'm talking to myself on the other sofa. And I go, oh, my God. I said, I wonder what would happen if that was Blitz and Anna. And my daughter looked at me and she goes, um, Mom, you know that song, one of the songs you like by Coldplay, Rush Your Blood to the Head? That's what would happen. And I'm thinking, what is she? And then I went and read the lyrics to Rush Your Blood, Rush to Blood of the Head by Coldplay. You got, you and Blitz got to listen to it. It is so Blitz. Oh no! Why? Why? So we'll go read it after the show. But what, why is it so blitz? Oh, it's so just. I don't know if you have the board like Bubba House where you can play it. No, I don't. Well, we're not allowed to because of copyright. Oh, it's a copyright. It's yeah. like um. So just give us give I'm us a synopsis this, about why this place. It's I'm gonna buy this place and burn it down. Um, it, you just you and Blitz go look at it. And you're just going to be amazed at how this nine-year-old put that together with what she was listening to with me on the other sofa. It's incredible. Wow. It's like a sixth sense or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's we. That's no, kind of how no, I imagine no, your daughter like, a little bit. Remember that kid in, in the sixth sense? Is your is your daughter kind of like that that kid in the sixth sense? Like yeah, brilliant in a in a sort like, of offbeat way. No, she's brilliant, and she has, like, perfect pitch with music. She can tell you, like, when Beethoven was born, when he died. Anybody, Einstein, um, who created who? polio. She's one of those, like... Who created exactly polio? Like, but, huh? Yeah, who created polio? Yeah. She tells me, do you know Saltz or... I forgot the name. Saltz, Saltz, Saltz or something. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't look these things up. How high are you right now, Kim? Not Jonas Salk. It was, I don't know. She will, she will tell me. I don't know where she gets it from. I don't know where she gets it from either. Um, is, is she, are, 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 where is she right now? Is she at school or? Is she yeah, safe? She's a, no, she's at school right now. And she, okay. in fact, um, we live right by, um, we live right by this radius 98. We live right in that neighborhood behind 98 Rock. Oh, oh nice. And, okay, great. Well, that anyway. was a great story. You, you weren't lying. No, no, no. But how she came up with that, I have no idea. Me neither. So, um, but just when you get a chance with you and Blitz, go look at the lyrics. Of we Old will. Place. We Rest honestly, we're probably going to end the show early just so mm-hmm. we can go look at the lyrics as soon as possible. Kim, Please, promise fit, you I will. promise you, I, yeah. I will. I just found the A track. Right. I'm going to play it in my car on the way home. Okay. Thank All right, you, Blitz. That's very funny. All right, bye. Okay, bye. You have fun with you and your Stranger Things daughter. Okay, what a crazy bitch. That's crazy. Anyways, um, I, I think hamburgers that... do sound good though. What do? Hamburgers. Hamburgers? Yeah. Did she mention hamburgers? Uh, she says something about hamburgers or mm. something. I don't know. I have no idea what she was saying. Um, guys, I think that that's pretty much it for today. Is that? <laughs> I think that's a that's a good place to end. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck she was going with that. We gotta go listen to Coldplay. We gotta go listen to Coldplay right now. So I'm gonna do the next song. That was that was a fail on my part. It's kind of upbeat. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is very like Caribbean. Yeah, sure. Yeah, stock Caribbean. Uh, thank you, Blitz, for all that you do. Thank you. And to you all listening, all 146 of you, thank you. Oh, that was just on YouTube. Who There's a 7 million on Facebook right Perfect. Now. That's about right. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Don't forget what it's really about. But maybe do as well so you can enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Also that as well. But have fun with your families. Hold your kids a little bit tighter. Be appreciative of what you got. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.